a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us original moto podcast featuring legends of the past stars of today season previews and race reviews introspection opinion facts and laughs here's your host steve mathis welcome everybody to the fly racing racer x podcast this is the daytona supercross wrap-up lots to talk about when it comes to daytona tomac forkner webb moosegan baggett Zacco, Hill. Yeah, you, you know the drill. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, flyracing.com. Blake Baggett, run and fly, leading uh, at Daytona with his uh, new Formula helmet and his gear. They had a new kinetic mesh launch uh, at Daytona, and so please check that out. Uh, lots of guys were wearing it. Really cool stuff. It was their uh, 2019.5 uh, release of their kinetic mesh gear. So it's available now on their website and at your local dealer. And uh, Obviously, it's good stuff. I mean, Baggett got the whole shot in lead, so it must be great. Flyracing.com, everybody, for everything you need for those guys. Also, Alpine Stars, the Tech 10 redesign for this year. The Tech 7 is out as well. I love the Tech 7. It's a non-booty boot. Fits great. So please, if you're into uh, boots, check out the Tech 10. Check out the Tech 7. And uh, Alpine Stars Protects, you know the name. You know their quality of product. I went to their factory years ago. It was unbelievable, the amount of R&D they put into all of their products. Also, Maxis. Maxis.com. AJ Cantonzar running the MXST tire out now. Uh, please check this thing out. If you're in the market for a high-end, high-race uh, tire, um, this is Maxis's answer for uh, all the brands that you see out now. MXST, available now. Uh, and mountain bike tires, of course, from the folks at Maxis. They do a great job at those. So uh, Maxis.com. And SlickWash.com. Use the code Steve. Save 20% SlickWash.com. They offer easy-to-use wash kits complete with accessories and foam gun options that save time, avoid frustration, leave you feeling secure, confident, and ready for the next ride. I've got some of this stuff myself. It's uh, great. It goes onto your pressure washer as well uh, with their soap and their uh, product that... Kind of like first time you wash it, it's good. Second time you wash it, you notice the wash, the dirt falls off much easier because it kind of coats your uh, your dirt bike, your mountain bike, whatever it is. Slickwash.com, use the code Steve to save with them. Monster Energy Pro Circuit, use Slickwash. And uh, good enough for Austin Forkner. It should be good enough for you. All right, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, they're both back east somewhere. And uh, we talked about Daytona and more. So here we go. And now, as promised, to recap Daytona and talk about uh, the Amateur Supercross, the GNCC, and probably some other things that really are irrelevant and don't matter. Uh, with me on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, a man who has made both main events at Daytona back in the day. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. I am in Florida this week, so I am uh, I'm enjoying the warm weather and uh, going to get some work done, try to go sell some of our new kinetic mesh gear that launched this weekend. You are in the hometown of Paul Curry as we speak. Uh, I am, but I also own a house here too, so it's 
probably more. Well, it's not his hometown. Oh, he's not he, from there originally? No, he's oh. from Naples, which is oh. like two hours south of here. All right. I thought he was Wesley Chapel guy. No. I do still own a home here, though. Okay. Uh, but you have somebody in it or no? Yes. It's, I think that would be very weird if I just showed up and was like, hey, do you right. mind if I say? I, That's I what the, I mean. I got like, the title right here. Right. Hey, what's up? I know it's my place. Uh, it's, uh, crash on the couch. I'm in town. Is it cool? Right. Also on the line from uh, uh, Daytona, Super, from Daytona somewhere, uh, the voice of GNCC, the voice of the Geneva Supercross, the voice of outdoor motocross, the voice of flat track, the voice of God knows what else, quad racing, Jason Wygant. Yeah. Well, your voice is, speaking of voice, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the yeah. annual uh, work 14 to 16 hour days in Daytona for Jason Wygant. I had a little bit of a little bit of a bailout. I'd say this has been the easiest so far because the all-time killer, the all-time killer of my life, the worst night of the year by far, is having to announce Daytona Supercross Saturday night and then be back at 6 a.m. for the amateur race, and we lose an hour by setting the clocks. The timing yeah. could not be worse if that's the Saturday we do it. But uh, Megawatt, who I think you both know a little bit, uh, made the trip down from Morgantown, so he and David Iser said, we got this. And uh, I had my kids with me on this trip, so I was able to actually, oh, I mean, they wow. wake up they wake up really early, but not, you know, I didn't have to wake up at 5.15 to get to the track. Uh-huh. Um, so I got like an extra hour or so of sleep compared to usual, so it was awesome. You yeah. You have two kids? Yes. Oh, all right. I thought you, I thought you just had the boy. <laughs> I, you, he has a girl, an older girl. <laughs> I thought the boy was the, okay, all right. No, I have a, I right now? I have a, when you said kids, I'm like, wait, what? Oh do you God. do you only put the kid, the boy, like on Facebook, on, on Elisa's Facebook? Is that it? Because I only ever see the boy on Instagram and the yeah, boy on if Facebook. If you're facing it on social media, it's because my social media generally revolves around motocross, and he's into it. So if there's a joke about him with dirt bike toys crashing okay. or stealing each other's bikes, it's generally about him. Okay, and then um, my, although, my wife will show me some Facebook yes. from, from your wife, and it's always the boy also on Facebook. Ah, no, and he's in there. He, she, she's in there. Actually, I got a bone to pick because for some reason, we came down here to the beach in the pool, and she was very happy with this new bathing suit she picked out, and it has the number 92 on it. What's oh. that all about? Oh, oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The eight-year-old demographic. He's always been good with the eight-year-old demographic. Yeah. Kids love, yeah. Kids love AC. I don't know what's up with this, he, but she has a number ninety-two bathing suit. He he's upset with us. He called us journalists on a group text. He he wanted the journalists at Racer X to correct his age somewhere. I don't know where it was wrong. Yeah, I don't know where this is. I don't know either. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't look. I don't know how old he is, so I definitely never typed it at any age. Right, right. Um, somebody so no somebody added a year to him somewhere on Racer X online or something. So he was like, yeah. please note, I am you know I am only this. I'm twenty-two or I don't know whatever." 21. Yeah, something like that. Right. I don't, I don't know where that was. Yeah. So, anyways, um, oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Well, you got yeah, to- interesting. I, I've had a daughter for eight years now, almost nine. Oh, wow. The thing- How about that? Well, JT, you know, JT screwed it up too. So, you know, the, the- I didn't know. No, with with the eight hundred, you also screwed up the child. That thing. was not my fault. <laughs> Nobody knows, bro. Nobody that was, knows. That was so messed up. So you you also can't seem to get the children right. So, um. <laughs> Fly Racing, Racer X, Fly Racing, Racer X podcast, uh, presented by Maxis, uh, SlickWash.com. Use the code Steve to save at SlickWash.com and Alpine Stars, of course. i got to squeeze that in. So, um, all right, let's, yeah, let's, let's get into it a little bit. So, GNCC today, Weege, Pastrana showed up, Sipes raced, um, I, and, and then Heath yeah. Harrison pulled a whole shot? 
he did. I, Kawasaki's back in GNCC, and they came into the first turn in like a green wave, one, two, three. And they didn't – this is like, you know, the first year they've had electric start 450s, and the first time they've been ever doing dead engine starts then with electric start. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't engineer the bike this way. It just worked out that for some reason it seems to crank way faster uh, than other electric start bikes. So, yes, Heath Harrison. Um, so, he, did Heath Harrison not race? No, he, Last night? Yes. I don't even know. No, he, he quit. He quit Supercross, I believe. I'm so confused because I saw Heath Harrison getting credentials when I went to the credential office uh, on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, Heath Harrison, yeah, hey, what's up? Good luck, man. I hope I didn't say good luck on Saturday. <laughs> uh, I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. So, mm-hmm. how'd he do? Did he do any good? Who won? The Russell one? Caleb Russell uh, one? No, it was a surprise. Um, it was the standard Caleb Russell Fadu Ball battle, and then Stu Baylor was close, and he got them. He won. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, Even poured some fuel on his, on his crotch during a gas stop and, and still won. So. Oh, boy, that hurts. On purpose? <laughs> it, might, it might have been. Maybe that's what got him going. Yeah. It, it, God, that yeah. hurts. I had that happen to me. It hurts so bad. Um, I walked into the place, and my kid was actually carrying a Pastrana toy just by coincidence. And then our tro- uh, photographer, Andrew Fredrickson, who you guys know, is like, hey, there's Pastrana over there. So I had a Pastrana and Villapoto toy with me, with uh-huh. my son. And I'm like, hey, check it out, man. You're battling Villapoto today. And Pastrana goes, that's a first. <laughs> um, how'd Pastrana do? Did he enjoy himself? Did he finish? Did he weed up? Did he weed himself? How, how'd he do? Uh, I guess he rode well for one lap. The girls generally win. The women's pro class wins the morning race like, okay. against the amateurs and stuff. Okay. So he was battling like the top girls for the lead for one lap. Then he, I guess, was tired, and his hands were just hamburgered. So he pulled over for 45 minutes and just chilled out on the side of the track, just hung out. They kept checking on him. Are you okay? Is the bike broke? No, I'm good. Just resting. <laughs> and then uh, he waited for the girls to come around again knowing it would now be the last lap after 45 minutes and just followed him across to take a checker flag. Oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And his hands were, I mean, I don't understand. Like, he wrote Donation. Like, did it go away that quick? Well, what about his knees? Like, good God. Oh. There's nations. We all saw that, right? So. Yes. Yes. Holy smokes. Yep. Um, it's a good strategy. Lead, park for an hour or so, yeah. and then come across finish. So, JT, no quad, fly racing quad, supercross at Daytona. So you, you didn't do any of that today? You didn't hang out? Nothing was going on? No, well, it would have been, it would have been on Tuesday. Oh. So they have RCSX today and tomorrow, and then they have replaced the ATV SX with a vintage uh, oh, okay. Supercross. So, All right. Yeah. Um, uh, but my duties are are nil for yeah. that event. Yeah. You see, they're going to have the pro ATVs race anyway. Correct. You know yeah. Sorry, I mean for the amateurs. Yes, you're right. Right. Yeah. So they're going to have vintage dirt bikes and quads racing the same track, not obviously at the same time. I, I mean, I guess there's local tracks. I guess this happens all the time, right? Um. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. Vintage yep. and quads at the same race only is a kind of a unique <laughs> situation. But dirt bikes and quads, yeah, on the same track is not. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think the vintage yeah. bikes they make the same ruts. So yeah, same issue. I was talking yeah. to RC's man friend at the end of the night, JH, and they said that. Wait, you talk to him? Yeah, I do. You're cool. Yeah, we, we're okay. I, I I'm sure really? he thinks I'm a I'm a douchebag, and I, I don't know, but he talks to me. So, um. Oh. So they were saying that Ricky wanted to legitimately they have his 250 from Australia in Daytona Museum and they wanted to race that but they couldn't couldn't make it work but he Ricky was going to race a 05 two stroke or something from Suzuki. I don't know. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, but I guess it didn't work out, but that would have been that would have been pretty sweet. Um any Barry Carson sightings? 
Uh, in uh, so the morning for me starts at the amateur race with qualifying and heat races and such, and then I head to GNCC. So I did see Barry um, this morning going out for practice, and uh, I was like, dude, so what is that bike? Twelve years old, and like, look at the gear, and then just laughing at the gear, how old everything looked, uh, and then I looked. There was another identical 31 RM up against the fence. At the same time, Barry's out there with his son. I'm like the identical gear, identical graphic. <laughs> yeah. Do you so. think Barry is doing the exact same thing for the RC Amateur and the Vintage Race? Like it'll be whatever. Like it's the yeah. same. It's the same thing. <laughs> Barry's just like there's literally no different. Yeah, Barry's just like here. All right, I can do both classes. Sweet, I can do everything. I don't got to change <laughs> bikes or gear or anything. <laughs> More contingency, right? More money, right? 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 <laughs> right? Absolutely. We gotta, we gotta get a film crew to Barry's garage in Jersey. We need to do this. This needs to be a Racer X Films. I gotta see this garage. I gotta see these Suzuki parts. Because that is that's not just something we made up. Like he supposedly really does have all these parts. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He really does. Apparently. Oh, that would be. I beautiful. mean, JT, can you imagine? He's got more parts than probably American Suzuki right now. Well, imagine how many useless ones he has of old two-strokes that the bikes don't even exist anymore. Right, right. Yeah. It would be, it would be phenomenal. So, um, all right, let's, uh, let's go on to the race. Daytona. So, I lost my sheets. I don't know where my results oh, are. Really? Oh, here they are. Okay, well, I don't, need, I, need, I don't need to know sort of who won. But, um, hey, so this was big for Tomac. He needed this. We talked about it. The, the lead was getting away from him, 22 down. He's very, very good at Daytona, and he put on a show, a fabulous show, uh, his launch off the single to get Baggett. Um, he wasn't good all day, which was strange. He, he won the heat, but practice and qualifying wasn't great. Uh, he, so he won JT in a, in a great ride, 15th. He led every lap, or no, he led uh, every lap at three. It was a great ride, but unfortunately, like Webb, once again, like in Detroit, Cooper Webb, the point series, the guy that's won five races, you know, just trailed behind him in a great race for Marvin Baggett, but Webb just did what he had to do. Like, it was it was a great ride by Eli, and I'm not going to take anything away from him. But, uh, yeah, it is, it is unfortunate that he only gained three points on him. Yeah, I mean, a great great job by Cooper. Obviously, fantastic ride uh, by Eli. Uh, but now it, it comes to the point where uh, Webb is, is kind of managing this series. Um, the question will be, can anybody get on a run and win a bunch of races? Uh, barring that, I don't know how else they're going to do it because Marv is just – he's in perfect situations over and over to chip away at this thing, and uh, whether it's he just not getting it done or Cooper is just rising to the occasion, whatever side of the fence you're on, uh, it's just going that way every time. Well, the, the gate position was huge, right? So when Marv got the fifth in the heat, and the 10th gate pick or ninth gate pick, whatever it was, right? I mean, he was my pick to win all day, right? Both of you guys agree? I don't know how much. Yeah, but it didn't really matter. They were all there. I mean, on like lap two, they're all battling for the lead. Like, it, yeah, but it kind of didn't know. matter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but he had, he had to get by those guys, you know, if he got yeah, out front. I, I know what you're saying. I'm just, I don't think you can point to any circumstances other than. Marv crashed when he couldn't crash. You know, he he fell over and lost a bunch of time in a bunch of spots when he was 
I, I leaned over. You know, my dad was sitting next to me, and I said, Marv's going to win this. He looked super aggressive, and I, I liked the way he was going, you know, in the, oh, the early like laps. Lap, lap three or four, like whatever yeah, it, was, yeah. it was, it was it was on. Yeah. And then he falls, which he can't do, and that's the mistake or, you know, just the, the missing piece of the puzzle. That's been the story of his season, you know, more or less. He hasn't led a lap this year. That's incredible. I didn't know that. He has not led a wow. lap this year. Uh, wow. Uh, if these AMA stats are to be correct, <clears throat> uh, we don't know. Yeah, we With triple crowns, we no one can keep track of these. No one knows. So he could have led a lap at a triple crown. We don't know. Um, well, he did. He won one of the A2 triple crowns. Oh, well, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't keep – we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody can keep track. So <laughs> you, need to, you need to rely on the, the stats that uh, the SX Research Department makes for TV. They, they are dead on, and they do include those. Oh, lines. you're – well, you're, I, for, yeah. How do I get where, those? Where are you getting this stuff? Where are you getting AMA stuff? sheets? The AMA Text sheets. AMA sheets. Have them. Oh. Send them to you. How, how, do I do I get on a mailing list for this? Why get? Ask JH. That's what I said. Text Ricky. Yeah. We'll get them to you. Okay. Yeah, text Ricky. Okay. Yeah, well, I will do that. And also, though, we had an issue with number of starts for the CR22, so the Supercross guy wasn't exactly he didn't exactly nail that. Yeah, well, unfortunately, he was basing that on the vault, which also had a mistake, which Eric X then got blamed for by that guy in the Cubs hat, who you might remember. <laughs> yes. 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 Which which I was able to turn around and say, well, you realize the vault in those days is literally based on someone going to the AMA warehouse and just photocopying everything they have. Yeah. So, like, we didn't invent the vault with a magic wand. Like, it's all based on the AMA sheet. Sorry. One of Ouija's top five angriest moments. Right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my um, but gosh. anyway. You know, so, it got brought up again last weekend in Atlanta. Let's not, let's not go there. Okay. All right. So, yes, yeah. uh, Marv looked fantastic all day. JT, what did you think of the track? It was interesting. I, it was uh, different, you know, in, in many ways, many unique ways from other years. Uh, it was the most Supercross-style technical Daytona that uh, maybe ever. Uh, rhythm section wise, big jumps, like really big options, um, really long straightaways. You know, and Daytona's range, you know, its spectrum is so wide of what we can get from there. You know, we've seen, as you were you were talking to Kyle Chisholm about, we've seen tracks where it's super short straightaways. You know, every 15 feet, you seem yeah. like you make a turn. This was the polar opposite of that, where crazy long straightaways, huge jumps. Uh, you know, there was you could do it two quads in one straightaway, you know, like crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the biggest talking point of the track was probably the sand, you know, both its location and approximate to the start. Yep. And uh, just the fact that it was beach sand on top of a really hard base. Uh, I just heard that talked about over and over as, you know, guys are spinning on the hard base underneath it and then the sand so mm-hmm. – soft that they can't they're all over the place and squirrely so um i think the track overall was great i think that the sand just didn't really pan out how you know the the most effective way it was um it was i I like last year's track better but this was still a better track than those three or two or three years where we just had those turn turn tracks yeah daytona last year was more throwback like black sand sand whoops everywhere so this was more new age Supercross Daytona. I got a tip at the end of the night. By the way, Weege, where were you after the press conference? Like, I was hanging out. You were nowhere to be found. Where were you? What do you mean? I, I'm, I'm hanging on the pits, talking to riders. You're, you're, you're not, you're nowhere to be found. Yeah, I was in the press conference. Is that yeah, weird? After the press conference, like the riders came Why back. Would I... Oh well, 
I was doing what I had to do. I did a long Cooper Webb video interview. Okay. I did my typical right. video review wrap-up. And, um, yeah, I just assumed it was Ghost Town by then. Oh, okay. Anyways, I got a tip last night. All right. Yeah, last night. Next year, what an- is it some sort of special anniversary for Daytona? They, mm, they, I don't think so. Okay, well, next year they want to do a retro one. Like, oh. go over the speedway lane like they used to. They they talked about having it in the day, but that got overruled. Yeah. We, same obstacles. Like, yeah. Throwback cool. next year. They want riders to run the retro gear and retro graphics and all that stuff. Telephone, Telephone poles? I don't know. I'm not sure if that'll fly, fly, but yeah, maybe. How do we both say that at the same time? That was awesome. That was incredible. Um, uh, lime rock? Limestone? Yes. Lime rock whoops? Yep. Yep. Big holes in front of the jumps yeah, where just, the grass just, is dug into the just, lime rock. Just a backhoe. G outs everywhere. A backhoe uh, dug in at alternated spots. Yeah, just randomly like right. give somebody a bunch of Jack Daniels and it, just it, no, what give it, him a drop. What backhoe. it basically looked like, JT, was when we went to go see uh, Normandy, it basically just looked like one of those fields where that was getting bombed. Yeah. Right. No rhyme or reason to no, it. Just no. make a bunch of holes. Right. Anyway, so that'll be interesting if they do that. Um, yeah, The now the quad, they had a... There's a little bit of controversy with quads, huh, JT, right now. And the terminology? What? The terminology or No, no. So, I've heard this from a couple people. If there's a quad on the track, they're going to take it out if you jump it any time before on press day or before time practices. We each, right? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that happen. This is they what don't like, they don't like them. They don't like yep. them. Yep. So, they 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 had a big section at the race. On press day, they took it, but they took the first jump out, or they, they they knocked it down, but it didn't really matter. Guys were still doing it, just in a little bit different rhythm. Um, and it was big, Weege. That thing was big. Oh. Yeah, uh, the one thing the riders really praised after the race was, uh, for some reason, maybe it was by design, the dirt there really held up. Because uh, I think that was, I'm like, it doesn't even matter. None of this matters. That's going to be rutted or cupped out, and they're not going to jump it. But Fortner said he jumps it every single lap. And he said, honestly, there really weren't any ruts. Like, he couldn't believe right. that the dirt there held up that well. So I was shocked. I mean, that was one of the biggest rhythms we've seen in a long time. And on a track like that, you figure it wouldn't last. But, yep. yeah. dude, there was, no, there was no controversy. It was just a jumpable section the whole time. Yeah, I, I was talking to someone, and I'm like, well, that's not going to be the race line. It's not going to hold up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it, yep. yeah, it totally did. Um, well, yeah. And I, I think the main reason for that is because – uh, and you could even see it on just the animated track maps and, and even just the still photo track map. They they made it with a clay base. So there wasn't big grass transitions to soft sand and grass. You know, it, was, it started with a clay base and all those sections, and then they reused really hard clay on top of that. So, I mean, it was almost just like a normal supergrass track in that, that aspect. Yeah. It was, it, was, uh, it was cool. It was neat. I would not have wanted to race it, JT. <laughs> Like that section, like that, that I would not have wanted to be a rider being like, well, the lighting, the lighting's not the greatest, but here I am behind this guy, and yeah, I got to jump this thing. See, but, I don't, I didn't think it was too bad. I, I thought it was uh, fairly safe. The only thing that I thought was pretty sketchy was they were going like the two, three, and then like they were kind of bouncing it, but it was only because they were they were trying to go so fast through there. If they mm-hmm. would have, you know, kind of slowed down and gone two, three. And then table over table, taking their time, it was pretty easy yep. for guys at that level. But the way they were racing through there and kind of not really taking their time, like they're almost like bouncing, that gets pretty sketchy. But it's the fastest way to do it, yep. so you got to do it. Yeah, and uh, um, get well soon, Aaron Plessinger. He uh, had a big one, broke a heel. 
Yeah, where did where was I mean I saw him on the side. I was like, on that quad ripping his boot off. Oh, it was yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, he okay. he went he went quad in and then he uh, two in, and then three cased it and then went over. Ah, uh, okay. And then yep. and then you know yeah I immediately knew another another great rider also broke his heel at Daytona a few years ago, so just want to put that out there. Yeah, that was Michael the end. Wesse. Michael Wessey brought that up to you. Yeah. Um. Oh. So yeah, uh, Aaron, get well soon. It'll be a while before we see him. Hopefully, it's not that bad, and he can he can be okay. So, um, I guess he landed pretty much at the feet uh, yeah, yeah, of our he, buddy Rob Bidas. Yep. And it was just screaming bloody murder uh, in pain. <laughs> yeah. And Rob's trying to like announce, but like also get medical attention over there and maybe try to help. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, you, Kevin Kelly from DMXS, and Rob Bidas announcing again. It's amazing that they oh, let you do this so every fun. year. Yeah. I know. I cannot believe these are the three people that Daytona. You would think of all tracks that they'd be like, we don't know who these goofballs are. Yep. I don't understand how this yep. happened, but it's happened. Yep. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far into this, by the way, thanks to the media guy, Andrew. Is his name Andrew? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Andrew Booth. Yep. Very nice guy. Once again, for the second year in a row, dialing us in with a with a private room. Yes. Uh, JT, Mathis even told him uh, this was the most terrible race ever until last year when you got us into a room. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, no. right he tells there. everyone that. Yeah. He told me that on Saturday morning. I mean, this, yeah, but this guy works there. Occurrence. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I, don't, you, I mean, he's a nice. He cares. He's a nice guy. I'm just being honest. Uh, it's a terrible <laughs> race. Everything about it sucks. But Andrew is doing his best and doing very well, doing a hero's work to to you know try to help us out, and, and I appreciate that. So, yep, we got a good spot. That was really fun. JT, you came up for a bit. Uh, our buddy Max from Fly Racing. That was cool. Yeah. So I, I will say. I will say in your to give you a little bit of support um Daytona DIS has been uh monetizing some aspects and and good for them like whatever this you know they're in, they're in this to make money for an event so as they've increased the parking in the infield and sold you know basically anybody and everybody can park in the infield now where it used to be pretty exclusive uh it's chaos in there trying to park trying to get in and out of the tunnels it's it's a madhouse in yeah. the morning at night. It's it's pure chaos, and I am not a huge fan of that. So I will give you that, but that's about it. There's that. There's the extra credentials. There's yeah. It's just a nightmare. But um, Andrew did a good job. So thanks, Andrew. All right, let's get back to the race. Um, so yeah, Tomac killed it. Rode great, fantastic. He needed this win. If anybody can go on a run, it's probably the number three. But Webb Weege did what he had to do and rode a very smart race. I, Marvin was probably faster than Webb, but as JT said, he made a mistake. Uh, Roxon looked great in all day and then fell in the first turn with Sealy, so he was out of it. And once again, things work out for Webb almost the best they can. Like, yes, the the whole crux of the argument right now with Webb is, you know, you and I have been on the Webb wagon for a while. JT not quite so much on the wagon. And one of the arguments against is actually that he's not dominating. Like that Arlington run from seventh to first was pretty amazing for sure. But most of the time he's winning by small margins and he's not getting the fastest lap. So we're getting a lot of pushback like, yeah, the numbers say he's got a point to lead in five wins, but it's not the same. It's not dominant. And so to me now the argument is, does that mean he's not as good as the results say he is? Or is this just the way Cooper Webb does it? And I feel like we used to have this same argument in the 250 class where he would be winning and maybe have a points lead, but it didn't look – it wasn't – you don't remember like, dude, 
he jumped this thing, or I saw Webb in practice do this, or, dude, he crushed those guys. He's like a second and a half a lap faster. He's out of here. I just feel like this is the way Webb rides, and this is, this is his strength. That he, this is not a coincidence, I guess, is what I'm saying, that it keeps working out this way. I feel like, I feel like Marvin might have a faster lap than Webb in, like, every race this year, but never beats him. I mean, he was better than him in Atlanta. He just couldn't get around him. He was better than him here. He crashed. He couldn't get around him. He should have beat him in Oakland, but he crashed, and they caught him at the end and couldn't get around him. He should have beat him in the second main event at Anaheim 2, which would have tripped the triple crown in his direction. Couldn't get around him. Uh, just Marv, as an example, has probably been faster than Cooper, but he's 19 points behind. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think this is the way Cooper Webb plays the game. It's just not the way most people do it. We're used to the best guy has the fastest laps and wins by huge margins. Cooper Webb's guy, I think, got a different way of approaching racing. So it's making this thing so hard to figure out. But I don't think it's coincidence that it keeps working out in his favor uh, ten uh, times I, now this I year. want to know when JT is on board. I, I mean, I, I give Cooper all the credit. Uh, he's doing literally everything you can do. I mean, even when he's not winning, he's second. You know, and that's, that's the most yeah. important thing. He's right yep. there every single time. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to take away from him. I mean, I, he's been the best guy this whole series, bar none. Period. So, um, you know, I, I think Weege nailed it on the head. Is the only reservation that I've had is that I haven't seen him just dominating, which we're so used to seeing. You know, Eli's dominated so many times, and you know, in Dungey, even the years Dungey won, there were races he just dominated. And yes, okay, there were years maybe he wasn't faster than Eli. But there was there were there was a season or two right after Villapoto quit that Dunge was easily the guy. He was just killing everybody, uh, and that's yep. not really what we're seeing from Webb. But that doesn't make it any less impressive because with a field this deep to constantly be in the mix, either winning or on the podium, uh, that that says a lot. You know, he's he's not having nights where Roxon's back there and struggling in sixth and seventh. He's not doing that. Even at the first race in the mud, he was dead last and came back to fifth. And we were all kind of like, wow, like Webb was really good. And that was where we thought we'd leave it. Little did we know of what was to come. Weege, did you think Baggett, it was going to be Baggett's night when he got the whole shot? I, was leading? Yeah, I did. I know he was bad in practice, but with him it's almost the opposite. Like that doesn't mean anything. Yep. Um, or, or it means something as anything bad in practice, he's going to do well. So, and um. Daytona, you figure the track works for him. He showed last week in Atlanta he was every bit as fast and good as Cooper and Mars. So I definitely did not expect that he was going to finish behind them uh, by the end of the main, especially considering that Marvin had crashed So, I mean, it was a good ride, but I was, I was a little surprised. I, I figured podium at least for sure, yeah. maybe he beats both KTM guys. Yeah, I think if you're Burner and Baggett, you're a bomb, JT, that you didn't end up on the podium, at least. Yeah, I, I think disappointed you know can't be really bummed he won his heat race he gets fourth it's still a good night but you know there was an opportunity there um i don't know that he had the pace to beat eli and after the heat race uh looking at the lap times you know the track had deteriorated and and, but they they knew he didn't have the lap times that those guys did in their heat uh so i don't think it was a shock that eli won but you know I, i know he was probably wanting to beat Cooper because Cooper's leading the points, right? Everybody's wanting to beat him. But then when, when Marv crashes, you're almost like, okay, well, he, I have to beat him now because he's crashed. But if you really look at it, 
Marvin was the fastest guy on the track for several laps. And, yeah, okay, Eli had a lead, maybe had backed it down some, but Marvin was riding extraordinarily well. And I think that's – I know we've talked about this already, but I think that was the – the craziest thing of this whole result is that Marv was just so good. Marv yet, was great. Nope, yep. Cooper still extends the points lead, even though as good as Marvin was. Yep. I mean, the last times he was putting in around laps 12, 13, 14, 15, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were crazy good. And he reeled, reeled Cooper right in and just could not do anything with it. Yep. Yeah. No, Marv, Marv and Baggett are both sitting there going, oh, man. Like, oh, God. You know, I, I think. Yeah. Because Baggett, you, Baggett's podium this race before. You know, and and has won it on a 250 class, and, and he's always been really good there. Both guys are probably going, look how great this is, look how good we did. Ah, Webb beat us, <laughs> right? Yep. Like, yep, exactly. Yeah, but but the, I mean, uh, but Tomac, they're like, okay, well, Tomac rode great. He could, you know, I get that. But yes, like you said, both guys are probably like Webb, huh? Right. So yeah, and I think the the 13th from Marvin looms pretty large right now. That obviously he was injured coming in. Nothing he could do about it, but he gave away a lot of points there when normally he would never have, you yeah. know, just the injury. But he gave away, you know, I don't know the 13th to 5th with the new point system, but still, let's say it's let's say it's seven, eight, or nine points. Uh, that those are huge points right now. Can we just? Why did they change the points? Can we just go back? Can we just go back? Yeah, it's, I just, it's, it's so dumb. It's just a lot of extra math. Yeah, dude. like why? 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 I just don't have it yeah. as memorized as I used to. I need to. I need right. to sit down and just commit to memory. Yep. But I'm. I'm oh, you know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna give the uh, Supercross series one more point in the outdoors because that means it'll be better. I don't know. I'm just saying it's so dumb. Um, I think there was an attempt. Maybe it was an overreach, where that one year, 2017. You can never. You should never make rule changes based on one year because any one year, any one thing can happen. Tomac was so much better than Dungey in 2017 and beat him so many times and still didn't win the title. But I think it got tempting to say, like, we should reward wins more and make it less of a hole if you have an off night or two. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is true. Like, you could probably say in 2017 that maybe the better guy didn't end up the champ. But the way the points were, he didn't yeah, win the title. Yeah. So I, to me, it was an overreaction but, to that. Yeah, I, most years, it works out fine. Exactly, exactly. 92, yeah. Bradshaw was the better guy, but whatever. Yeah, it, it Yeah. okay, so like right. maybe three times ever the points right. were right. one guy was better in 15 out of 17 races and didn't win the title. But yep. and, every other year, the best guy wins. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Ferry was the best guy for multiple years, too. Well, the points worked in his favor in 97. <laughs> they did. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, so... All right, we talked about that. Um, well, hold on. The points here. Somebody sent me a tweet last night. If you do the math. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Eli wins all the races. And Webb finishes second in every race that remains. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli Tomac, your 2019 Monster And you, you have always been on. I mean, that is something you hold firm. So. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. I love, I love assuming riders are going to go one, two, eight straight right, races, right. which has never happened. Well, no, it did never. in in '03. It happened again. Yeah, it year. did six in a row. It did six in a row. Right, uh, one time and, in '03. And but I, th- and I think it was Ernie third six in a row too. I think. <laughs> yes, I like using '03. Man, it gets brought up a lot because it's also the example of. Do um, you think injuries are bad now? I think they were the only three factory riders racing. No, nope. by the end of that year. Uh, no, oh, I don't oh, believe so. One other, is there one other guy? Yeah, I think so. 
like Sean Hamblin or somebody was Hamlin. in there? Nick, I know Nick Way was furious that he could not find a way to steal one of those podiums away from Ernie yeah. that year. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, so that's it? Telmac, eight Ravens, well, win streak? Um, Got it? I, you know what? Honestly, I uh, at Detroit – I probably – you can go back and listen. I believe at Detroit, I'm like, okay, well, this could be it. He was so good. This is going to be the run. He was so so amazing, and this is going to happen, and, and that's it. it. This is going to be a great race to the wire, and we all know what happened. So I'm not ready to to say that again because I don't know. I'm the emoji guy with the hands up. I guess we'll see, JT, Indianapolis this weekend. Let's see if Eli can pull it off again. Yeah, I just don't think – I don't think that EY can do it every single weekend all the way through. He's going to win. He's going to win more races because when he's on, he's the best guy, mm-hmm. and he's been the best guy for a few years now. But uh, he just doesn't seem to be able to wrap his head around his own ability every single time, and with a 19-point gap, you, you almost have to. Yep, yep. Um, all right, uh, so Savachi fifth, good ride for Joey. Uh, again, another good ride. Ninth in the points right now. Uh, he's been very impressive. Uh, yep. Missed a couple races, so Joey's been very good. Uh, Zach Osborne, Weege, Pulpamex Fantasy owners for Zach Osborne. Really, really happy this weekend. Yeah, that worked out awesome for me. Yep, uh, me too. But what? Um, I don't think it did. JT? I thought you were mad. No, I'm good. Oh, I was oh. mad. No, JT. Oh, yeah. oh, JT. Yeah, JT. Oh. Is, yeah, he, uh, I did not have him, so I, I'm, I'm good. Um and Zach Osborne said after the race that one of his buddies is on the same uh, every other week as JT right now. So he's also getting heat from one of his buddies. So, um, poor, poor yeah, Zach Osborne. I'm good. Osborne. I didn't pick him that first week. So I'm offset, and it's worked out awesome. Yep. Um, but I yeah. thought I thought Osborne was going to get Joey. I really did. Um, did you think that, Weege? Yes and no. I mean, under normal circumstances, yes. But, I mean, look, this has not been an awesome start here for, for Zach this year. So I don't want to over – uh, over-predict anything or, or overrate anything. I was just happy that he's having a solid race. Um, well, I just thought yeah. I thought Joey looked a little tired. I thought Zach looked good. You know, so I, but I know, yeah. but remember Joey in those first couple lapses with the lead group, they had a huge gap yeah. built up. Um, I'll cool. be honest. What? I'll be honest. Uh, I and this is how sick fantasy makes you. I was hoping he was going to tip over trying to catch Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Fly racing zone, Zach Osborne. Yeah. I mean, that's it's so messed up. But that was, I'm being honest, that was my feelings in the moment. Now I hate myself for it. I really do. But at the time, he had a little sketchy moment. I'm like, oh, almost, oh. And he pulled out huh? of it. Oh, boy. I'm not cool like you guys. Um, who are you talking to? Uh, some other guy that does a podcast walked in the lobby. Oh, boy. What's it called? 447? 447. All right. He said I should have Skype and a microphone. He has a podcast. It's new. It's called 447. I've never heard of it. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not aware. But, uh, I'm not familiar with any of those. Better audio people. quality than I've got. Hey, yeah. so. Do you want him on? Do you want him to. I guess he's designed the track here. Five-time Supercross champ. Mark Barnett? Mark Barnett. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, JT, so. Yeah. Hill. Of, cor- of course, Hill. He's out. Oh, he's out? <laughs> JH says hi. Uh, thank you, thank you, JH. I, 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 now he's been fired from being Ricky's friend for saying <laughs> hi. So um, you're, you're not allowed to associate. Uh, right. allowed to say, I don't want. You, I don't want to get you in trouble. Are you sure? It's not going to get you busted. Mathis said you got. You were cool with him actually over the weekend. You guys are cool. I didn't know that. I didn't. 
First of all, we've been cool more than just this weekend. We're fine. I, yeah, every, even, I agree. Dude, when we had the race team, I even invite, I used to invite you over to come in. You want, can I get you a bottle of water? Can I get you something? We've been good for, for a while now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 uh, this is J.H., everybody. Um, I was just talking about how oh, Ricky, we really are live. Yeah, we really are. I was just talking. We're not live. We're recording. But I was telling, oh, them, well, I was telling them, J.H., that Ricky almost rode the vintage bike, the 05 or whatever the hell it, that year was. We just, yeah, that's right. It was, it's the last. It's the last. Two stroke to win a national championship, the 05 RM yes. 250, which would have been awesome to, to bust that out. That bike was good. That bike was really good. <laughs> it was the it was the uh, the envy of everybody racing two strokes back then. That would have JT been... Money. Yeah, that's JT. Hey, buddy. Yep. What's up, buddy? Hey. Yeah. So uh, that was the same bike. If you remember that he rode in uh, Australia at the Ozx Open that he was supposed to race Chad on, and then Chad went and did an idiot move and hurt himself, so we ended up having to race Ronnie, Ronnie Mack. It's that same bike. Cleaned it up. The thing has been completely gone through at the shop. It got crated up, sent back, and the Hall of Fame needed it, so we sat it there. It just logistically, we couldn't get it figured out. But don't count us out for next year. And Stanton's really bummed about it. Stanton actually has Ronnie Tishner's uh, – what year would that be? Mathis, you're better at that than I am. What year would Ronnie Tishner's bike be? Uh, his RM. Well, it depends on the, the what year he won the title. Yeah. Uh, 87. He has an 87 RM. I thought he said it was an 86. Now you say that. Well, anyway, either way, he's got he's got Tishner's factory bikes. Well, obviously, you know, mine is probably a few pieces here and there, but he's got that bike. Stanton got that bike. How the hell does Stanton have right? Tishner's bike? <laughs> That's what I he want got, to know. Well, you know, there's like some guy in Florida that he met, and oh, the guy's okay. got like five different bikes. And uh, and Stanton's riding five classes this oh, on uh, Tuesday. So is Ricky going to race anything? No, oh, okay. we just we 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 couldn't work it out because he's got to get back stuff he's got to do for his kids because we got to leave turn on and leave on Friday for uh, okay for Indy. So we just couldn't, we couldn't make it work. But but I think there'll be a good chance of it happening next year for sure. Oh, couldn't, good. Couldn't get the start money worked out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks, JH. Thanks no for problem. I'll have Weeds back. So I didn't mean to crash your show. No, I you're fine. Know that. I honestly didn't know that you guys were really out of that weed for some reason was just busting my chops, so sorry. Nope. nope. We love the update. Thank you, buddy. Right. See you guys. All right. Yeah. He just wants four four seven to dominate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, podcasts podcasts yeah. are podcasts are the new hedge funds. Um, <laughs> hey, so JT, of course of course on the roughest, you know, track and gnarliest track, Justin Hill puts in his best ride of the year. Of course. Makes no sense. And zero sense. Zero. And rode really well. And um, he did get a little bit winded, but he was very good. And this absolutely makes no sense. I, I am, uh, I'm dumbfounded, but I guess this fits in perfectly with Hill. Could you imagine how frustrated that guys like Chad Reed, guys like Zach Osborne, who followed oh, yeah. him for 15 straight minutes, yep. were with this development? They, they all know how fast he is. They all know how talented he is. But that doesn't mean they think that at this point in the season he should be ahead of them. No. No, not at all. Um, very bizarre race, Weech, but just add it to the mystery that is Justin Hill. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense at all, which, like JC said, and that's the only thing that does make any sense. Like, I could not believe it. I was just waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting. And the anchor has been coming out so early, first on his pants in practice and then in the race, that – after geez, like what do you mean minutes, on his pants? Like, what do you mean on his pants? Did he he'd anchors on his pants? No, he didn't. You said oh oh Anaheim one oh won. Anaheim one yes yeah. yes yes I'm yeah. sorry I thought yeah. you meant this weekend he had like an anchor on his butt no. patch like oh <laughs> uh, no no okay. the, the, the pajamas yes pajamas at A one yes anchor came out early track walk first <laughs> yes. race of the year yes pajamas yeah. right 
I mean, dude, he's been looking tired three laps into some of the races this year. So, like, six minutes in, I'm like, it's not happening. But he's, I think he's good. Like, he's not getting tired. I, how is this possible? You know, he didn't. I, he actually, I actually brought this up, I think, on the Fly Moto 60 show. I said, JT, that this could be a track. I don't know why I said this, but I'm like, where Justin Hill does well because you jump the braking bumps, you go all over the place, you have to be creative, you have to find some lines, you, you, you have to switch lines during the race, and all of that. That's what I, my theory on Justin Hill. I'm like, he could actually have a good race. Because you did, I, I do remember hearing that, and I thought you were crazy and wrong. Right. Uh, but I'll be damned if it didn't play out that way. Yeah, I, but do you think that was it? Is that why? Because you're not going to get your fitness in, in a week, right? I so. think it helped. Um, you know, I think there were a couple things. Uh, the track wasn't very rough, which definitely helped. They worked on the track a lot, which was good for him, I think. Um, it just wasn't a rough Daytona. It was a very technical Daytona, which goes to your point. And then uh, he got a great start. So he put himself up at the front, and he just kind of went with the guys. Like, he didn't have a... He didn't have to fight through a lot of adversity or anything. He got a good start, and then it was just like, okay, just put laps together. And he didn't really have to battle or do anything crazy. Um, having said all that, he still rode really, really well. Yeah, but, dude, that same race scenario at any other race this year, get a good start, don't have to battle anybody, it still wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, but when has I mean, he, he done that? Yeah. I, he hasn't done that this year. The only time he even got a, a decent start was at Phoenix, and he ran off the track. I don't care. If he started fifth or sixth at any race this year – I mean, we saw how bad he was looking riding the motorcycle, and it just didn't happen all of a sudden. Uh, I, have a, I have a theory, though, that, okay, it's not going to happen every time. You know, some nights he's not going to have it or whatever. But I think he, he's such a unique personality that if he doesn't get a good start and he's in 14th or whatever off the start or he's 11th, mm-hmm. I don't think it grabs his interest <laughs> like starting like fourth does. <laughs> You don't think it grabs his interest? No. No, I think he's like, you know, it's like a shiny squirrel runs by and he's like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm in 14th. I'll just You think, you think Corey Gibbs? Hey, Corey, doesn't grab my interest. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I really do. I think when right. he gets a good start, it's like, oh, I have a chance to do something here. Right. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll right. just do my laps. You know? <laughs> um, could Roxon have won had he got the start? Because he was good all day, and he's never that good in qualifying, but he looked good. Kenny was spicy, but of course, him and Sealy go down in the first turn, second turn, and uh, Factory yeah. Honda is right there. And even though I ate Chipotle at the <laughs> rig, and Kehoe tried to get a cop that knew about Papa Mex to throw me out, it was really weird. Um, but, you know, despite all that, this is what happened to them. So, do you think this was payback for them re- not renewing the Supercross by Honda, Daytona Supercross by Honda? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the DIS guys put a little a little landmine there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I mean, could he have won, though, for reals, do you, you think? or I don't think he would have beaten Eli. I think he okay. could have been right in that battle for the podium, though, yeah, no doubt. right. Weege? He was faster than Eli Heat, but Eli got so much better yep. um, as the night went on. Yeah, I don't know. On that track, I feel like when Eli's going, it, it's a little crazy, I think, to think anyone's right. for sure going to be able to beat him straight up. But otherwise, yep. uh, yeah, he would have been right in there. Um, Shane, so Reed, Reed, Reed just kind of had a so-so night. Um you know, wasn't great. Tenth, he probably wasn't stoked after that. Brayton, same thing. The defending champion, Wygant, just had a quiet night. He's kind of uh, ailing pretty bad with his ankle, and I think he was bummed. I heard that with that big rhythm, which normally would be good for him, uh, yep. with an ankle that he's tweaked here, it wasn't the best scenario for him. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he's kind of, to me, this year, Brayton is reminding me of like a miniature version of Webb, as in even when Brayton is beat up or hurt or not having a good night, he just figures out a way to get like seventh, eighth, ninth, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Uh, He's not second or third like Webb is doing. But Webb, uh, or sorry, Brayton is not throwing out 16th at any point. He's just figuring it out. And in a deep field, that means something. Yep. Uh, Wilson had a good night. Look, well, I mean, he got 11th, which wasn't good, but he was fast all day, and he fell early. So Dino did what Dino could do. He was in the crash with uh, Roxanne yep. Seeley. Um, McElrath raced the 250, and I may or may not have bet somebody on the TLD team that he would not get top 10, and so I had some money coming to me, which I'm happy about. But, um, I mean, that was cool. We was interesting to see Shane lined up. They don't have any riders, so – they wanted to have a presence at this race, so Shane jumped on a 250. Or not. Okay, Weege. That's fine, too. You don't have to talk oh, about it. Oh, I thought it was for JT. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, I think it was fine. And honestly, we know lap time-wise and whatnot and what these guys were able to jump. There's not a massive difference in the bikes. I, I think the disadvantage from what I would think would be more trying to pass someone and start obviously, yeah, uh, would be the bigger difference. I, I think on a lap time, I just hear all these people are disgusted all the time that the lap times are so similar between the classes or they don't have sections that only 450s can jump. I don't think that's the track's fault. I think that's just the way the bikes are. Yeah. The 250s are that good. Like These quads, the huge quad in, uh, where was that, Minneapolis? Forkner did it. Like You need to build an even bigger jump? Like How much bigger a jump you want? Uh, yeah. Forkner did the quad quad here all night. Like What are we supposed to have, Quince? To make sure I, I don't know. I know. Things. I know. There's been a couple of races where guys are like, "Dude, this jump is huge," and I'm like, "Forkner jumped it. Like, how huge can it be? Right? Like, that's what I'm well, saying. they're 50, so I don't 50 really plus think horsepower. The that big? Yeah. Yeah, they're 50 plus horsepower, and then power to weight. You factor that in. I mean, the bikes are capable of yeah. jumping pretty much anything. Uh, the only the only time they ever have a, an issue is trying to jump something right out of a corner where the 450 has so much more torque. But other than that, I mean, yeah, well, you can't you can't the limit. You can't dive underneath a guy, point and shoot and try to drag him. Drag race. Oh, him. racing yeah. racing yeah. wise is totally different. Yeah, I was I was talking oh. about that with uh, Jeremy Malott from from Red Bull. Uh I think it's in practical terms it's really difficult to race against a 450 because every time you're trying to drag race him, he just is going to outpower you out of the corner. And you have to race him totally differently. You can't use your sweeping lines everywhere because he can block you. Uh, and he can kind of just take the insides and shorten the track up. And then you're relegating yourself to a bad start every single time as well. So right. uh, we talked about this on Fantasy uh, in quite a bit. And we all kind of assumed that he was going to be somewhere around 12 or 13 just because of those circumstances we mentioned. Yep. Um, all right. What else? Uh, Michael Lessie starting the LCQ. Wow, <laughs> you were you were over the top. I, I mean, impressed sh- with this, I shouldn't I have been. No, I, I think it was impressive. But you were saying like all time. I said greatest whole shot, Michael Lessie's career. And I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't there with that. He wasn't either, oh, okay. though. He Stop wasn't it. either. Okay. Stop it. Wait. Greatest of his career. Wait. Okay. He was counting one of the races where he would just drop the gate, where he would count to five and drop dump the clutch, which I don't really yeah. count those. Anaheim twenty fourteen. Yeah, I don't count those. He's right though. That was the that was the greatest start in the history of starts. <laughs> I mean, maybe so, but that he was just going to drop the he just counted to six and dropped the clutch, and he it's happened to get commitment. it. I mean, it's and, unbelievable. Right, he didn't hit the gate like every other. I like, mean, it's a horrible strategy. Right, but he okay. nailed it. Well, I mean, okay, I will have to watch it over. I, I was just like, look at this. I know it was the LCQ, so you know it's not all factory bikes and factory guys, but I don't know. I was impressed. I, I guess I, I, I you know. 
I just don't think you can say that because you have to look at the level of competition he's going up Dude, against. it was a big unfair start. It was way out there. I know. I get it. But he's also going up against okay. guys well, you know, that aren't. Right. He's basically got a factory engine for all intents and purposes. Like They have really, really good engines on that team. And you're talking about maybe the most prolific starter in the history of the sport. So it's you're grading on a curve as well, well you know, in the LCQ. I, I, I'm not saying it wasn't awesome. I'm just, I just saying I don't think it's all-time okay, hero, uh, yeah. you know, hero I, status. I, okay, all right. Weege, what do you think? It cannot be the best start. In, like, like, dude, we have no, 100,000 hole shots to pick from. Bro, like, he was so far out there. Dude, he's had so many hole shots. I bet you he's already done this before. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I was, maybe. I would, there was no doubt in my mind he was going to be top three coming around that turn. Really? I, okay. Yeah. Maybe I, I walked the, uh, I walk the um, track. Maybe I need to go out there and at that gate because I thought I'm like, holy shit, this is bad. Really unfair start, you know? Well, and it was, but you gotta you gotta remember that the guys between him and let's say six six gate pick are. Nothing against them, but they are not on the caliber of Michael Essie, especially on a start. I mean, there are not many people on earth that are on the right. caliber of Michael Essie okay. on a start. Yep. So just by default, he's going to blow out, blow those guys away out of the gate and start moving over. If that would have been a main event, he has no chance, in my opinion. I, I just don't yeah, think that's okay. All right, well, I, just, I was impressed. Maybe, but Mike himself wasn't really having it. So You should be impressed. I just don't – I think you were maybe maybe okay. a bit right. much. Okay, all right. A bit much. Um Justin Starling, JT, would you like to comment on Justin Starling at all? Um, Anything? I mean, he got it done. It's, he definitely got some help from Subaris, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you, no one hands you um, qualifying for main event, mm-hmm. so okay. he got it done. All right. What else? Anything else 450-wise? The, uh, the 450 LCQ was oh. drama-filled. Hey, Ray. Unbelievable. Oh. Uh, for, for Dakota Alex to make a, an incredible move uh, withstands – Alex has raised attempt at running him over the berm. <laughs> right. And then to give up a three to four second lead over Scott Champion on the last lap. On the last get, half a lap, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Just oh my gosh. The the roller coaster of emotions. I was uh I was in the Rocky Mountain KTM truck and as we know Dakota Alex was a former right. uh rider on that team. So I was, you know, I w- was cheering for A Ray, but I also like Dakota. And then then Scott Champion comes out of nowhere, and the, the people in the truck, you know, Blake and Justin Bogle and Jr. and everybody on that team is just losing their mind, and then it's just devastation yeah. when Champion makes the move. Yeah. Uh, it was just, yeah. Yeah, no, another epic LCQ. Um, A-Ray had some clutch problems, so there was a bit of an issue there. He did uh, early in practice go off of the track onto the pavement and skidded it and put holes in his pants. He was skidding what, so hard. What is, it with, what is it with Daytona and these LCQs? Yeah, I know, huh? The yeah. Canarian Pike incident. Yeah. I mean, they, we've had some unbelievable yeah. last, you know, uh, just photo finishes in the LCQs here. Yep, absolutely. Um, Canarian Pike, I think, was actually one of the visions that led to Red Bull straight rhythm, believe it or not. Was it? Yeah. Like yeah. two dudes, balls to the wall, scrubbing, right. you know, photo finish down a straightaway um, was one of the visions. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, good to see. It was cool. Um, thanks, Justin Starling, for Pulp Mex Fantasy Points. I really appreciate it. Uh, Bloats made the main, showed up, made the main again. Uh, Chiz is just Chiz. Chiz is just Chiz. Like, I don't – God, I hate when people shit on Chiz, JT. Chiz was solid. I picked him for my Pulp Mex Fantasy team. Uh, just... I just – I know what I'm going to get from Chiz. 
He's just solid, Weech. Yeah, he was. He he passed Bowers yeah. at the end. Not wasn't tired. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. He didn't light the world on fire. I mean, he got fifteenth. But no, I know. I, I mean, know. he was. He was. I'm just. He did what he needed to do. No, it gets me mad, man. I'm I'm right there with you, Steve. I already said my piece. If this were a, a bigger sport, uh, Chiz would be considered a valuable role player, making millions of dollars, and the fans of his team would love him because he would come in and do yeah. what. You know, whatever the one skill they pay him to still yeah. do as a veteran. He'd be, uh, he would hit, he'd be like Robert Horry for the Spurs and the Lakers yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, he would that. hit yeah. some clutch threes when right. it counts, or yeah. he would play good defense when it counts. You know, he'd yeah. be like, I'm not what I was in my prime, but I still can play this game, and I'm still worth $3 million a year for it. And right. fans would love him. Yep. But here, uh, people don't – well, wait, I was about to say – I was about to stumble into almost describing a triple. <laughs> oh. But that's what he is. Oh. He's a triple. He's just a solid rider, and I wish there was more appreciation for that. Somebody came up to me at the track and was, like, talking about a triple. I didn't really know what they were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I had this thing called a triple with Canari and Chiz. And, like, what? I, just, I, just, I just move on, dude. I just move on to the next thing to complain about. I just <laughs> I, I bring up something, and I just move it on. I just That's it. So I don't have, I don't have the ability to re- retain everything that I come up with, my brilliant ideas. Very similar to Justin Hill's interest in the main event. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, flyracing.com. The Formula Helmet is out, JT. Customers are getting it now. I'm getting tweets about it, Instagrams and everything. So uh, people Good. are actually getting these things and, and discovering how great they are. Um, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Maxis Tires, MXST, the cat, running Maxis out there, uh, making main events. Not in Daytona, unfortunately. Developed by Jeremy McGrath. Please check out Maxis.com. Alpine Stars, Tech 10, redesigned for 2019. Uh, Alpine Stars protects and also to Slick Wash Monster Energy Pro Circuit uses Slick Wash SlickWash.com use the code Steve to save with those guys uh, 20% off any of their wash kits and like I said Mitch Payton and the guys use it Marty Davalos' bike gets used with Slick Wash and thanks to Racetech PulpMX19 is the code call down to Racetech get your suspension service get your motor work done folks at Racetech have been behind this podcast for a while and we, we thank them as well so thanks to everybody for getting on board Jason Wygant Jason Thomas Fly Racing Racer X Podcast all right, 250 time. I think they should – well, no, I don't think they sh- – I think you should, you fans. You guys got to go to practice. I don't know if it's a monster can. I don't know how you get into practice. I have no idea how that works anymore. But go watch Forkner in practice. It's great. He, he was trying that quad out. I don't know if you guys saw this. I think you both did. We talked about it. He was trying that quad out in practice and not quite getting it all the time. And at some point, he just started skimming the tabletops that were after the quad. Just skimming singles and tabletops. I, I, it was phenomenal, JT. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been consistent with a very interesting strategy of I'm going to send this in every possible direction in time practice and probably going to crash several times in hopes of being the fastest guy. And then once the racing starts, I'll just dominate everybody and, now, and I won't look sketchy at all. Now, I thought he had a, 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 an incident-free practice, but oh, no. I guess he oh, ate no, it in no, the whoops. no, 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 no. Yes, he ate oh, it yeah. in the whoops. I saw it. I watched it, yeah. So it was, uh, his streak continues. It was consistent. Right. Yep. Um, Weez, did you happen to notice him just doing the manualing and skimming tabletops? Yeah, I think that's when we had first gotten into that uh, suite that yeah. Andrew yeah. from the uh, Speedway hooked us up with. We were all in there. Yeah, it was unbelievable. He was skimming jumps. It was, it was simply incredible, yeah. and yes, when thrown in the backdrop of a series now of five consecutive crazy balls and practice events, it's, yeah, it really is must-see. You have to watch this. <laughs> it's just, and I talked to Mitch Payton, yeah. as team owner, and I'm just like, what about that? And uh, Mitch goes, shakes his head, and goes, yeah, we're watching video, 
And Marty said, dude, that looks pretty good. And Forkner was like, it's not too bad. <laughs> Mitch, is like, Mitch is like, don't do that. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, it's not too bad, he was telling Marty. <laughs> I didn't plan it at all. It was not what I intended to do in any way, shape, or form. But it wasn't too bad, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He's, he's on another level. Like, you know, Sexton was faster in qualifying. So there was that. But Forkner just turns it on when the lights come on. So he, he's, he's unbelievable. How, how big is his lead now? 23 points. So, great, great ride. Yeah, Austin practically Fortner. a whole race. Yep, yep. That's, that's big. It, it really is. Um, Sexton got second, rode well, came up from the back a little bit to get Cooper. And, uh, oh, Peters got the whole shot. Peters led a couple laps. Peters led. Well, Forkner got the whole shot. Okay. And, and Forkner completely blew the first sand corner. Yes. So and Peters then, got uh, him. Yeah, that, yep. yep, exactly. Couldn't lead Actually, a lap, uh, huh? Yeah, Peters got him, and then Cooper – uh, was right there as well. Couldn't lead a lap on Forkner. Couldn't lead the first lap. Well, he he blew it all by himself yeah. in that sand corner. Um, so Peters led for a little bit, and then I feel like I haven't, I haven't rewatched the race today. But wasn't there somebody else up there? No, I guess not. No, that's just Forkner, Sexton, Cooper. That was it. Sexton was kind of there the whole time. He yeah. just didn't. He didn't have anything really for, uh, for Forkner. This bet that we have with Marty and Amart Troll Train, uh, it's working out amazingly. Marty got us early, zapped us, looked really good. Uh, Oldenburg also got us, and things were look the, the the again the the ship was taking on water, so things were a little shady there, shaky. Uh, and I think there was somebody all oh Hartraft got up to the back of us, and I'm like, oh man, this is your troll, this is your race, Daytona is your house. But uh, Marty kind of faded, and we this bet couldn't have worked out any better right now. These two find each other every single race. Yeah, I love that they run into each other like that. Although you are getting bailed out, or maybe this is the point you're trying to make. I don't think Marty's in very good shape, man. Dude, like, I think he got tired. There was no I... reason. There was no reason that he shouldn't have finished in front of Amar. He caught him, he passed him, yep. and then all the dudes that he passed passed him back. He he did fall at one point, but Hartraff got him, Oldenburg got him, um, Peters. Dude, he was struggling at yeah. the end. And the more guys were coming. Oh yeah. More guys. Oh yeah. Cunningham yep. Cunningham came from dead last. To ninth, really? Right yes, dead, dead last. That. Good job for Cunningham. Yeah, Cunningham had him in his sights. But and I was but, like, dude, Marty only had half a half a main in him. But JT, my whole theory with this bet was that, look, Marty is faster than Troll nine times out of ten on a Supercar track, maybe ten out of ten, right? But something will happen to Marty where he won't finish this series, and and Alex Martin will. But the bet is actually working out like that. They're actually pretty even riders. Yeah, this is the. Uh a completely different Marty than we've ever seen. I don't know what's happened. Uh, I think he's. Yeah, I think he came into the series with the attitude of I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be my own worst enemy. But I think he may also be realizing that it was necessary for him to take those chances to win and be a contender all the time. So yeah, I don't know what's exactly happening, but I've never seen this Marty before. I think he slow, just got tired. Well, yep. slow is a relative term. Yeah. But slower. I mean, he's usually the fastest guy on the track, but we just don't know when that's going to implode. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have that right now. Nope. So Martin got fifth. He uh, got Marty back, got Peters and everything else, and Oldenburg rode well to get get, get Amart and Marty. Uh, so he came back from an injury. Good job for that. Does Sexton or Cooper does, – does, does Forkner lose another race? I mean, does he just – Yeah, I wouldn't call uh, running the table. I still think that's tough. Yep. Just in general, you're you're one weirdo crash. I mean, I'm watching the race back right now, and to see what happened to cost Roxit and Sealy to go down, 
um, that stuff happens easily. Right. I mean, Reed just bumped into them. There's nothing they could do. So I, mean, I feel like one of those right guys is going to get a win here. Sexton's right there, too. I mean, he's, yeah, okay, yeah. Forkner's on paper, Forkner's dominating, but realistically, Sexton's riding incredibly well. He's just a, a touch off, and he's, unfortunately for him, he's been a touch off every single time, so now he's 23 points down. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not much. It's I mean, when you, when you can out-qualify Forkner, I think, at two out of the last three, right. you're doing something. You know? Yeah, he's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. points-wise, it's, yeah. it's killing him, right. but he, the riding is fantastic. Um. What else? Uh, to, uh, Hart Raff rode well. We've seen Hart Raff getting better here the last couple weeks. He did well in that shootout and did well this week, so Hart Raff's doing better. Good job for him. Um, yeah, he's in the right spot, man. He's basically the best non-factory dude every weekend now, which is exactly where you need to be. Well, yeah, where we yep. thought he would be. Yeah, yep. I, I yep. would be shocked if you don't see him on Geico slash uh, Pro Circuit slash Star Yamaha slash something. Uh, he, he looks really, really good. In practice... He was incredibly impressive, and he, he backed that up all day and night. But he, he really is starting to show the elite level speed that you need for to get one of those uh, elite, yeah. elite rides. Tough spot, tough start to the season for him. But yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, Osby rode well. Good job for Osby. Uh, Joey Crown is off the team, and they picked up. Uh, this is the CRT team. Is it CRT? It's it's Traders last year, and it's called CTR. Club. I CTR. Think. CTR. Uh, yeah. So they Crown is off the team, and Pennington got hurt. So they picked up um, uh, Thompson from South Africa, and they kept Osby, and they picked up um, – who am I missing? Taft. Bradley Taft. Taft. Yeah, Taft came out of retirement. Yeah. What? Yeah, what? what? I don't know. He hasn't ridden since – he was hadn't ridden since Australia in the fall, and they called him, and then he was like, okay. So he, he flew up to North Carolina and got two rides in after not riding since the fall. Taft. Yeah. Remember Taft hype? There was Taft hype. There was. Yep. Going into last year, I think yep. there was Taft hype. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, Sipes came out and raced. Uh, he's doing the flat track. He did the GNCC, and he rode. I mean, JT uh, uh, Sipes isn't what he used to be. He's retired now. Uh, he's a former Supercross winner, 250 Supercross winner. But yeah, good job for Sipes. That's cool. He's doing all this. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, he put it in the main. Unfortunately, I think he hurt his shoulder today at the uh, GNCC, but. Uh, I, I think it's cool. All the you know, yeah. he's getting his sponsors publicity, and he's doing all these cool events. And honestly, he's pretty damn good at all of them. Yeah, so, yep. it's cool. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo Lacrucio is done in America. He is going to MX2. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Bud Racing. Yeah, Lacrucio is going to MX2. So this was his yeah, last so race. He will he will be at Matterly Basin for uh, for the next uh, MXGP round. Yeah, yeah. So mm. yeah. I think that's going to be a difficult deal for him. I think he's it's. I think it's going to be tough before it gets easy. Right. Legends and Heroes is losing a spot. Those he guys won the LCQ. That was his send-off. Yeah, won those guys LCQ. are in the swing of their season already, and uh, he's been riding Supercross. It's, that's, I think it's going to be tough early. Is, 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 is Dan Truman – how sad is Dan? He's losing one of his guys. <laughs> Have we talked, checked in with Dan and anybody? God, no one loves Lorenzo like Dan Truman. Um. Jordan Bailey rode well. I had him in my fantasy team, so I paid attention to Jordan Bailey. Uh, he was almost last uh, off the start, so he rode really well. He qualified good, so Jordan Bailey did all right. Um, Covington was back, 15th in Daytona. I mean, that's probably not where he wants to be, but that's okay. Weege for Covington, 15th. Yeah, he only rode. I know there's some conspiracy theories on this knee injury that he had, but I mean. Can you sign me up for one of those conspiracy theories, please? Oh, you're on it. Well, I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? Is it? But 
I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's come back, come back, and he's racing yeah, the again. Fact, the fact that he came back for Daytona tells me that he was hurt, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, dude, JT, JT, of, conspiracy theory or not? Oh. JT, conspiracy theory or not? Uh, sure, why not? I love a good conspiracy theory. Okay, so he never hurt his knee. He just wasn't that up to speed, and they benched him. No, I don't think so. He has really janky knees. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that uh-huh. taking one weekend off was going to fix his Supercross woes. Two, two or three weeks he took off. But look, he wasn't great at the opener in Minneapolis, but he was so much worse the next race. Yes. Yes. That I don't. That doesn't make any sense unless okay. he was hurt. And now he's back. And um, yep. uh, yeah, again, fifteenth wasn't great, but conspiracy theory over. But if he, I, I would agree. With okay, that. but if he doesn't race this weekend, conspiracy theory is back on. No. Because they were like, oh, Daytona, outdoors, you'll do well. You'll do better. You'll have a better shot at doing well, Thomas. <laughs> I don't think that he needs a conspiracy theory, per se. I think if they came out and said, listen, Supercross was uh, it's a learning experience, that's great and all, but uh, we knew all along that his biggest chance of success was in the outdoor series, and we're going to go prepare for that. I don't, I, I think that's a very easy and transparent thing to come out and say if, if that were the choice. Okay. All right. Uh, what else? Anything else for 250-wise? Jay Owen was Ooh. fast but crashed early on. I think he's hopefully he's going to be all right. He had yeah, that was pretty easy, gnarly. easy top yeah. 10 locked up. Yep. 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 Yeah, he was fast. Um, all right. Anything else? Daytona? I was talking to uh, an unnamed team owner who has a lot of amateurs signed up. And I was yelling and screaming about amateur racing and signing all these kids up. And uh, it was a good conversation. It was interesting. He he basically, he actually kind of admitted I was right, uh, but said everyone else is doing it. And if we don't do it, and I'm like, well, you guys need to get together and have some sort of meeting in a dark, smoky room and talk this out. And then he said, all the parents will sue us. <laughs> For what? Collusion, I guess. What? No, you can't do parents. Do they don't have a union. Collusion. There is no collusion. They don't have a parents of who? I don't know. Just there is no collusion. The parents of who? Collude all you want. Who, who is it? Who are these parents? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling a conversation. I had. But there's no such thing as collusion. The ones that are determined to have riders good enough to deserve these rides. I don't know. I'm just. They're saying. They're not legally bound to anyone to just to do anything. Agreement. Right, right, right. I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. I was yelling and screaming about amateurs. It was fantastic. And we were with, we were with another industry person who was looking at me like side-eyed, like, what, what's wrong with this guy? So I said, you don't have enough room. You don't have room for your guys. And he agreed with that, sort of. So anyways. Well, yeah, we have, we have mentioned this before. We are now seeing the double edge of this sword uh, where there's some great sign-ups, you know, Trey Kennard, Barsha, Tomac, Geico Honda did it. They got a lot of race wins and titles out of those guys. It was awesome. Everybody started doing it. You had to do it. Mitch Payton wasn't doing it. It hurt him. They had to start doing it. But now we are seeing teams, that, as I always say, there's only one to two at best good riders every year. But there's six teams signing people. So yep. that means there's going to be four losers out of the group. So this is where we're at. But well, they, this is the proof. This person was asking me, like, what well, What should we do then? You know, what should we do? And I said, find a McElrath. Find a kid who didn't have great equipment. Find an R.J. Hampshire, a kid who didn't have great equipment. Or, you know, what's sort of un, 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 under the water, under the, the radar, I should say. And give him, Yeah, and that's you know, Justin Cooper right now, for sure. And, but and, on the other hand. And this guy brought that Yamaha, up. Yep. 
yeah, Justin Cooper is the best example of all. But on the other hand, look at who, who's leading the points right now in the 250 divisions since Cerullo and Forkner. So they're going to say most of the time this works. And I know Plessinger got hurt, but Yamaha is going to be like, dude, he really has potential. And thank goodness we signed him early. No, Plessinger was so, a guy that was under the radar. He was an uh, under-the-radar guy, according to this person. Yeah, he was, but by the time he wow. started being good, it was too late. Yamaha already had him, okay. and no well, one else had a shot. And then, you know, I, I know. And then I said, sign Evan Ferry to a ten-year deal. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you know, I don't know, and they were laughing, but I don't know. The just... problem is, for all the misses, there are still hits, and as long as that keeps happening, it's very hard to not. Dude, do the it. misses are the misses are adding up here. They are. Yeah, but look at, but this, look at other but sports. Look at Forkner. Look at Forkner. Yeah, but Forkner, I, I imagine, and I don't know, but I imagine that, that 10 years old, Forkner looked amazing the whole time. So you sign him up. He looked great. But look at – Oh, so you're the, saying some people do it, not all. That's what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know what that means. JT, go ahead. Look at how many – look at the other sports. How many misses are there in those sports? An infinite amount. Infinite. Well – all right, just we'll keep keep signing up the kids, and then guys like Chiz will get screwed. It always comes back to the triple. It does. It does. It does. Amart. Amart, exactly. Amart lost his ride to one of these kids. And poor troll. Poor troll had to go sign for big money somewhere else for a two-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> for probably two fifty, I think a year. <laughs> poor troll. <laughs> um, That's right. Okay. Daytona, series starts in Daytona. Unfortunately, on, I think we're on the we're and and I guess that goes to what you're just saying. But I feel like we're finally on the backside of this series. And I'm not even I'm not even making a Daytona reference. I just I feel like we're on the the home stretch somehow, some way. <laughs> I mean, seven, yeah, six, seven rounds left. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Start clicking them off here. Well, we got the outdoor series coming up, JT. We we well, got the whole I'm outdoor talking, series. I'm talking championship wise and title wise and all. Well, that. it's I mean honestly, they should just give the give the championship to, to Webb this weekend in Indy. Just give them the do the whole thing. Give them the ring. You should go over to Cowie this weekend. Uh-huh. Make yourself a, a nice latte. Yep. And uh, share that news with them. <laughs> hey guys, I was thinking. <laughs> I mean. No, I just I don't, oh god, this is another big weekend for Tomac. I feel like I've been saying that, but it really is. Now, if he wins this weekend in Indy and gets a little mojo going, gets a little thing going, like now I'll start, you know, I'll start being like more. Oh, okay, what do we got here? But God, I'll what, tell you what, what, what could change this whole thing? And I thought we might see it last night. I really did. Is if one time Tomac goes out and wins, and I thought there was a there was a real chance of this happening last night, and Tomac wins, and then Webb, you know, Baggett steps up, and Marvin steps up, and maybe Kenny gets in there, and, and Webb gets a fifth, and you you knock out ten points in one shot, then it gets it gets crazy fast. Wow, Webb would have to get three a, at a, three at a time is not going to get it done. Webb would have to get a seventh to get ten points. Really? Yeah, it's 20, oh. 26, 23, 21, 19, 18, 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't know the points. As well, See, the old way. So does Webb? How does Webb get a seventh right now? I I don't know how okay, he. Can... I, I think he could get a fifth. I yeah, don't, unless okay. he crashes, he's not getting worse. Yeah, because that. okay, so Marv beats him, Eli beats him, Kenny beats him, Baggett beats him. Maybe. That's a fifth. Maybe it's possible. Right. It's possible. I mean, Co- Baggett's been right there with him every right. time almost the last few weeks. So um, it's possible. What Kenny's got to get in there. 
Kenny's got to get back well, in this thing. Hill? You said? What if Hill shows up? What, what if Hill just goes out there and Cooper can't, got nothing for him? See, 20, 20 plus one. JT's theory, I'm not willing to rule it out. JT's theory is good. but, but <laughs> there you I, go. I love it. JT's theory is good, and I, and I love it. It's good. It, it does make sense. But Hill was fourth at the start in one of those triple crowns in Detroit. Like, it was on in Detroit at one of those races, and it went horribly. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, so Yamaha is out both riders. Barsha tried to ride this week. Did you guys hear that? I think I heard that, that he tried to ride, but they they, they, they decided not to have him come out. Obviously, he had hit his head. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do now. Um, you well, don't want to rush that, but they kinda, they're kind of going to have to. Do they, do they put in a call to the number two? Cooper? I don't think he's going they back there. <laughs> the old number two. The one who said that Webb was not doing his number two justice before the season. Oh, remember at our live show? At our live oh. show, he said that. Oh, he did say that. Oh, I remember that. He oh. did say that. But, I, but but to be fair, this is before the season. I'm sure he would say it's yeah. fine now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does the two 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 come back? Not Caroli. Caroli? No, I'm just saying RV would have to be two 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 if he came back. Randy Richardson, FMIP. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, what number would RV be if he came back? I don't know, nine five one or six five one, whatever he was. Um, six fifteen. Six fifteen. Seven fifteen. Six fifteen. Okay. Anyways, uh, what two oh seven? What do they do? Yeah, I don't know. Be interesting to see. I don't know. Maybe they skip a race. I mean, it's been done. Yeah. Yep. The thirty three. Oh boy. Everybody's waiting on the thirty three. They are Everybody. waiting on a thirty three. I heard he got Cowies from Cowie. And he's been riding, so he's not riding for uh, Moto Concepts. That's no, not that, that right? got that got shut down. Right, so he's available. Tony wanted it to happen, but other people did not. Interesting. Um, you would have thought of all people to be his ally over there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the yeah. universe. Yeah. I swear to God, the longer I stick around this sport, the freaking weirder it gets. I swear to God, like just let's just think about this. So. Let's say the 33 came back now, because I think Mike Alessio was holding the spot, and yes. then Grant would come back. Yeah. But I just want to imagine this universe where we had both Mike and Josh Grant riding for the same team with Tony as a team manager. Right. No, and I maybe don't... throw in Malcolm Stewart just for fun. Right, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, all right, we're on to Indy. Racer X, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Slick uh, Products, uh, Alpine Stars, and Maxis, of course. Anything else, boys? Anything else? Maybe Yamaha could get Josh Hill back. That was uh, the answer a year or two ago. Last year, right? That's right. No, that's that's right. Year. Two, two years ago. I thought it was last year. No. It last wasn't. year in the mud. I think it was last year. You last raced the year? mud last year. I feel like that was two years ago, maybe. Didn't I, he race the mud at Seattle last year? Yeah, when Chad when Chad bike melted down on the last section. I'm looking right now. Josh Hill was. I in think that you're right. Place, I, think. I thought it was. Yeah, and then he raced Vegas. Before. Justin he Hill. Vegas oh yeah, Josh Hill last year. Yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. Um, he filled in for Webb, so here we go. All right. Well, what about Bradshaw? He's around. <laughs> Bradshaw's uh, 48 years old. Dude, but we're coming to. I, in, I mean, we're coming to some spots that he was pretty good at. <laughs> Really? Okay. I don't have I don't have anything more than telling you he's forty eight years old. <laughs> I am kind of bummed. I mean, Bradshaw's cool, but just Yamaha, just give him some sort of deal oh, like the Gas Gas thing. I'm uh, sure Gas Gas is fine, but let's just yeah, get Bradshaw dude, on I, Yamaha. Please. I'm with you. You got all these idiots riding bikes that they had nothing to do with, 
and there's Bradshaw. Like, seriously, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Like, just put him on a Yamaha. Let's just do this. Right? I mean, Come on. I don't know, man. I don't know what the RV, deal is. RV soaking up all the budget. <laughs> and Mike Brown now. Mike Brown is also Blue Crew. That's right. Yep. But I don't think Bradshaw, I can't imagine, like, we know that RV, I'm sure there were some heavy negotiations and big money. I mean, what is Bradshaw looking for at this point? What is his value? Like, how much would Yamaha really have to do how, to just make it right? How much would I torpedo a budget if I was in charge of this kind of stuff? Like me. Like, how much would I just, like, I'd be fired because Ferry, Bradshaw, Dogger. Like, <laughs> I would have so many ambassadors and so much money out there. And no kids in the pipeline. No amateurs. <laughs> exactly. No amateurs. It would just be the Legends and Heroes team. <laughs> I, I would sign up the vets. I would go backwards, sign up all the vets, have those covered, and then, like, hang out with those guys, you know, because they would be forced to hang out with me because I gave them money and bikes. <laughs> this reminds me of something. JT, I remember one time when I was still working out of the Morgantown office, Mathis came in to visit. And he got word that Ezra Lusk was making a comeback, and he was so stoked. He was just walking, and there, there's a lot of people in this office that had never met Mathis in person. And he spent two days walking around the office just going, Yo, dog! Yo, dog! Yo, he's back! <laughs> he was so stoked. So that's what this is. Yeah, but yeah. Is, you were so pumped that Yogi was coming back for uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, Yogi, Yogi's fast, dude. Yogi was good. Like... <laughs> Here it is. He, he was here probably is. giving people knuckles that didn't even know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> and so Yogi, like yelling, Yogi dog, Yogi dog, dog. right, right, Yogi Bear. Yeah, people were like, "What are you talking about?" Like Yogi Bear, like what? <laughs> Yogi so was, pump. but Yogi was good, dude. Like seriously, like when he came on that Mach One team, like when he was already at the end of his deal, like he was good. <laughs> so that would be my program. I would absolutely you remember. I, yep. Do you remember the Yogi hype when he was on Mach One and he was he was the fastest guy at the Yamaha track? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He had last year's stuff. He had, he had the, the previous year's motors and suspensions, and he wasn't always the fastest guy, but there were days where he was faster than Chad Reed. Absolutely. Yeah, but that, was like, that wasn't when you worked at Racer X. That was like 04. Yeah, I was at Yamaha then, yeah. No, this is uh, JT. Remember when he raced uh, U.S. Open like four years after he retired? On yeah. A okay. Yeah. No, no, that no. But, but yeah. I, was, I was on the program at Yamaha, and then when I heard he was coming back for the U.S. Open, I was back on the program. Oh, four years removed, you were back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, got it. Okay. That's my point. This is this is Memphis' wheelhouse. He was just retired four years. That's what he recommended. That's my stuff. guys. That, hey, <laughs> I come to these meetings. Hey, listen, I got a guy. He's from Tennessee. He he, he won Pontiac in '91 out of his van. I got his. He's up and coming. His Dean Matson. His name's Mike Brown. Yeah, I mean, look at Dean Matson. I tried to get him on arena cross ride like two years ago. <laughs> Like, Dean Matson. Yeah, Dean Matson hit me. He hit me up out of the blue. He lived in Vegas. He he heard about me or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, I want to try to race arena cross." And he was over fifty, and I'm like, <laughs> "This is a true story." Did I tell you this? I, I don't remember. So uh. Dean Matson hit me up. He won Montreal in like '91, and he was a good privateer for a long time. NorCal guy. He hits me up. He's like, listen, I, I want to come back and race. And, and, and I'm like, okay. Like, I'm on board already. He's like, I made a documentary about myself. I want you to watch it. And then I want to see if I can come back and race. And I'm like, okay. So he comes over. Nice guy. Uh, really, like, ripped, dude. He's ripped. Like, he was to- like he looked like Drago Stu? in Rocky Four. Yes, like Stu. So I'm like, okay, ripped well, he's, he's already ripped, so he's good there. 
And he's like, I haven't ridden for a long time, but the arena cross looks okay. I think I can do it. I called Fly Racing. I got him a complete set of gear, head to toe. I got him hooked up with Kiefer to get a bike. I watched this documentary. It was a full on himself. It was a lot of home videos, but it was Van Halen playing. He had a lot of soundtrack oh. of Van Halen, which I don't think would clear if he was put, selling this. But there was Van well, Halen. I think, that, I think that's why you fell for it. And I got him a bike, and it didn't go well. And, and I'm like, what a story this will be. This would be so awesome if he could like actually race arena cross at 50-something years old. Like, But it didn't work out. He didn't ride very well, and, and but but I was but that gives you an idea of like I was like yes yes I'll get you a bike and gear. Like how slow are we talking? Kiefer would have to come on and talk about it, but <laughs> there was there was there was it wasn't good, and he, Dean you know realized it and it, yeah. the, the dream died. But but for a while there, between the dock and the Halen and Dean Matson, I was in. So, um, all right. Yeah, lock up those vets, everybody. Lock them up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I would do. There you go. So, um, all right, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, uh, Daytona wrap-up. We're on to Indianapolis. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. Thanks, boys. All right, guys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely, 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents.
It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that air I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go on.